This is episode 257 on June 14th, 2018. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. Greetings, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Let's start with you, Dave. I'm doing good today. Um, Not only is today a glorious day in terms of the weather here, it is uh, the love of my life, uh, the yin to my yang, um, the one who actually keeps this household running and keeps me on, not necessarily the straight and narrow, but keeps me moving in the right direction, Uh, the birthday of my wife, Ruth. All right. Happy birthday, nice. Ruth. Yeah, happy birthday. 29 again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> One day she'll she'll make it. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah well, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, what no, you been up to? Well, we actually had a nice family get together over the past weekend. And I actually had a very nice compliment by our sister-in-law, um, we had our great nieces and nephews, our great nephews and niece there. And she was like, oh, you guys take such great pictures. Uh, can you guys, you know, <laughs> take some pictures of the, of her grandkids and send it to me when you get a chance? Yeah. Uh, and mo- I don't, I mean, it, it's the skill of the photographer knowing if this is more Ruth's strengths than mine, you know, get, having an eye for what you know, the shot itself and setting up the shot and putting everything together. Uh, but having the portrait mode helps an awful lot too. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're talking, you know, getting that, that picture just right, especially with kids around, it helps. It, it just gives you that extra little pop that you get. So, nice. uh, so it was really fun and got to meet, get, you know, catch up with a bunch of people and, um, really, again, fun with photos and some fun because Roos brother has a pool in the backyard and got to use some slow motion, um, not photography, but video, uh, to take pictures of kids jumping into the pool, <laughs> which is always nice. fun getting, getting their faces as they're about to splash down <laughs> a, a couple of one who just turned four and one who's going to turn four soon. Nice. So yeah, they're they're still you know young enough to enjoy all the little stuff. <laughs> did they jump? Did they jump in, or were they uh, tossed in? Oh uh, no, they they were jumped in, but they were okay. holding on to their grandfather for um for for support as they were jumping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like okay, I'm gonna jump, but keep holding on to me as I splash down. Yeah. <laughs> and Very their cool. thing, um, if you're around a whole bunch of people with iPhones. And you're taking pictures in a group like that. Um, I know, you know, in terms of sharing it, most people use, you know, Facebook, whatever you want to use to share it. But if you want to share something instantly, if you turn uh, Bluetooth on, if you don't have it on already, AirDrop works really good. Yes. Because we were able to take those pictures. And since, you know, we didn't want to be on their Wi-Fi. We could, and I didn't really want to upload it because they're literally out in the middle of nowhere. Um, uploading may have taken a while. Plus, you know, not a hundred percent trusting Facebook for high quality, whatever that means for them. Right. But using AirDrop, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, boom! It's on your phone already. So that's always a nice thing. And the nice thing Good. about AirDrop is you don't need to be connected to any network as long as you have wi-fi and bluetooth on it works yeah exactly and it, it would actually it worked it was in- incredibly quick too so that was always nice very cool matt uh matt greg how are you doing <laughs> oh not too bad <laughs> i don't think i have the deep voice that matt has so <laughs> uh, oh yeah it's, it's been a kind of a busy week or so for me um as far as photography goes, um, after last week's show, we talked about, you know, camera plus two and slow shutter and whatnot. So I went out and did some trials and maybe we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, you know, a couple of things have happened. We, <laughs> My wife and I are out in the front yard and this 
uh, a, a robin, birds like to try to fly into our front window. I don't know why, but they don't know that it's a window. I guess they think it's a, you know, I don't know, a, a barn or I, I don't know, a place to go. And they bang, they hit the front window. Well, yeah. This robin hit the front window. So it stunned him. I'm going to call it a him. I don't know if it was a him or her, but it stunned him. And he was sitting on my deck in the front. And I thought, well, this is going to be a really good chance for me to get a nice close-up picture of this bird. Because they're pretty skittish. So I was able to get up and I, I used halide. And um, I used the depth mode to really get a, a nice shot of this robin. Um, I've got about four or five pictures of him, actually. And it's just, you know, it was kind of cool because you don't get that chance um, to get that close with an iPhone. Uh, if you have a, a a DSLR with a long lens, not a problem. But to get that close with an iPhone, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So there was that. And then there was, um, took a few more pictures with depth mode. I was just really um, looking for things to, to shoot that way. And I, we have these flowers in the backyard. Um, oh, the name of them escapes me now. But I, I took a few pictures of that, and I put one on Instagram, which automatically goes to Twitter. And I didn't even edit it. I just, boom, just threw it on there, and I said, depth mode in Halide is awesome. Uh, or whatever, no, no edit needed. And the Halide guys liked it and retweeted it, so it had a lot of traction, <laughs> a lot more than I'm used to. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then today, uh, Michelle, who I don't know, I should check the chat room, see if she's in there. My cousin, who, um, nope, she's not in there yet. Uh, my cousin, Michelle, who often goes into the chat room, her and I took a little excursion out to some abandoned houses out by, uh, in her neck of the woods. Yeah. And that was interesting, to say the mm. least. So... I will be posting a few of those. Um, I've got one of them, I think, on Instagram now. And um, I actually took some video because I took my Osmo and did some video. So I'm going to try to make some kind of creepy, weird video with it, um, you know, just a couple minutes long or whatever. And then I'll throw it on my Vimeo page or whatever and put and put a link on. I'll put a link in the Facebook group and whatnot when it's done. And uh, hopefully it'll be quite interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at Very that cool. one photo of uh, the photo you the um abandoned one you took on Instagram. Was it just moldy falling apart? Was there fire damage there? Uh it's tell. a lot of the detail I I I really backed down the exposure just to um just so that the windows weren't too overly blown out. And that's actually a bird flying at the ceiling there in that picture. Um, but there's no fire damage, oh, wow. but I think I there's been a lot of people going in there and partying and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, and it just basically trash in the place, but, and I don't know how long it's been sitting empty. So that's but, not, um, that's not uh, urban decay. That's like rural decay, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's out in the country. Um, there's, there's actually three properties right in a row. That, that are abandoned like that. Now, this particular one, um, the farmland is being used. The barn is being used by somebody. There's cattle there and whatnot. But the house itself, they just, the owner of the property just, I guess, doesn't really care about the house, just wants the land for farming. Yeah. And uh, we did have permission to go. So, oh, you know, good. everything's cool that way. And, um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. That's so, cool. I can't wait to see more. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I was just so creeped out by a lot of it that I didn't take a ton of pictures. And after we after we got out, I thought, oh, I should have used depth mode in Halide to do a couple things. But uh, when you see when you see some of these images and, and the video, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see why we got out of there quick. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Hey, uh, thanks for uh, heading up last uh, episode. And uh, oh, taking the reins again. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 get onto it yet, but oh boy, again, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I got you back, but I'm glad you're back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I had a uh, I had a trip to D.C. and Baltimore this uh, last weekend, and uh, I left out on Thursday, which is our recording day. And um, Friday, I got uh, so Thursday got up there, and my brother in law goes, "Hey, you want to go uh, watch the Caps uh, play uh, Las Vegas?" And I'm like. Uh, go to a sports bar and see it. And I'm like, sure, why not? Oh, and here I thought you were going to say, go to the arena. No, 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 no. That'd be absolutely insane. I'm totally wrong side of the country, though. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, because they played in Vegas, right? Yeah, they played in Vegas. Um, And so I was like, sure. So I, you know, Sharks fan with a bunch of uh, Capitals (laughs) fans. And uh, I think there was one... Was he a Red? Yeah, he was a Red Wings fan because he was from Michigan. But uh, I was like, "Oh man, I wish you would have told me. I would have brought my Sharks hat." But uh, <laughs> yeah, went and uh, did that. And then Friday, uh, I went to a Giants Nationals game. Uh, nice. Met up with a friend of mine, and before the game, it kind of got a little crazy. My car quit, and I don't know why. Um, but I had to get it towed to a shop, which was actually a couple blocks from the ballpark. And uh, I was less than a I was less than a mile from the ballpark when it quit at the parking garage, and um, and so a tow truck had to come and take it over there. I walked to the game, and um, and then my brother in law picked me up to uh, take me back to Baltimore. And then I had to fly home and leave the car there while a mechanic looked at it. Ended up there wasn't anything wrong that he could find, and my wife drove it back. And so it just it was all that craziness was going on, and I totally forgot about the episode I was supposed oh. to be posting up. <laughs> um, well, you know that's that's uh, that's crazy <laughs> when you have to leave a car behind like that, and you know, yeah, I'd be a nervous wreck. I yeah I was uh, I was a little bit you know when it first happened it was like oh really you know because I I think it had to do with the uh, vehicle stabilization um, uh, control or something like that but I kind of did a little bit of a hard turn before I was going to back into a parking spot and it just it killed the engine and I'm like what in the world and usually you you know you could turn the key and it'll start to you know turn over but it didn't it wouldn't do anything except show a bunch of lights on the dash and so i had a a couple guys help me push it into a parking spot and um and then i had to call for a tow truck and when the tow truck got there i say let's let's try and start it up one more time and it it actually it took a little bit but it started up and um uh so the guy drove it up onto the truck but still had uh some check engine lights and some other stuff that was on and i i didn't i was like you know what i don't want to get out in the traffic later on and have it quit and then i'm the i'm the guy blocking you know a full lane as people are trying to exit dc um so uh yeah so it could have been you know it could have been one of those things but thankfully nothing's wrong my wife got home safe and um you know i i I was able to uh fly in on sunday and go to work on monday and not have to um miss out on work and she got to spend a couple extra days with her sister so that worked out um (laughs) so but um you know just uh did the typical take a picture of the ballpark and you know um just kind of win yeah they did oh Um, nice yeah it was nine five beat beat washington that'd be a good game nine to five yeah yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun and uh but yeah it was uh it was a good experience that was my first uh ball ball game uh in a um in a it was the first away game for me with the giants i've always seen them at home and oh, yeah. so this this was pretty cool and the buddy of mine he's in the navy he got transferred from san diego to uh Norfolk and so he drove up and we went and saw the game together so it was a lot of fun cool but uh yeah so uh so yeah I I uh 
Um, let's see, I, I did a little bit of photography, mostly, you know, mostly with work, but uh, prior to me leaving for DC, um, I had a guy make a left hand turn in front of me Ooh. on my work truck. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say the anti lock brakes work really well <laughs> on my truck because it would have been a full on T bone. Yeah. Um, and it would have been ugly too. But I was slow and I, I got it. I was going 45 miles an hour. Um, and a guy just decided, hey, I'm going to make a left turn onto the interstate as I'm going, th- I'm, I'm about to go through the intersection. And a uh, uh, passenger that I had, uh, he's training to uh, take a position and uh, he's like, he's turning, he's turning. And I'm like, oh, rats. And I. I basically almost had my whole body off of the seat as I'm pressing on the brake and uh, not a skid mark at all. Wow. And to understand this truck that I, that I drive, it's a bucket truck. It's got a canopy on the back. It weighs a lot. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a big truck. And if I, if, if I wasn't quick enough, um, I, I caught the back, uh, the backside of the of the little pickup uh, behind the wheel, and uh, I was going slow enough when I hit them that the airbags didn't go off. Um, but if I hadn't, it would have been like full on, you know, T bone and ambulances and all that. It would have been really oh, really yeah. bad. So uh, after I came to a full stop, um, he kind of coasted a little bit, and I thought he was going to run. Um, and he got, he got about a hundred, 150 feet before he actually stopped. And, uh, and I, I turned and, and kind of got off the road a little bit, but you know, it's like one of those things, like, what do you do? Well, first thing I wanted to do was get his license plate and a Mm -hmm. description of the truck. So I went and it's like, I need to take pictures for my work. (laughs) Oh, definitely. (laughs) The guy's tags were expired and, and. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, it was one of those things uh, we thought, like like I said, we thought he was going to run. But, mm. you know, it's like you, you say, oh, I have to, you know, I have to get these pictures for work and, and all that so that, you know, and he's like, oh, okay. And, 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 and took the, uh, you know, took the pictures and stuff. So now I have not only what his truck looks like, but I also have what my truck kind of looks like. And uh, so they're ordering some parts to replace the bumper, the grill and the hood for, for my truck. But uh, other than that, there wasn't anything else wrong with it. Um, You you should almost have a dash cam. You know what? I, for about a year and a half, I kept thinking to myself, I need to get one of those. And I kind of wish I had it. Um, I would have, I I would have loved to have seen, you know, this wasn't a terrible accident. I would have loved to seen the footage and the mm-hmm. reaction time that I have, because it's basically a blur, you know, oh, yeah. you know, things happen so fast and, you know, the, everything, you know, everything kind of happens. I was like, I was thinking to myself, I should have had a dash cam and I may go out and get one. I may order one or something like that. I think my wife, my, my wife, um, would buy one or my work has them too, um, mm-hmm. that I could possibly buy. So I can, I can look to see what, what they have, but, uh, yeah, it could sure um, save your butt sometime. I think, yeah. you, you know, yeah. like, that. like you say, if it was worse, boy, oh boy, nothing like a little bit of evidence. Yes. Um, I say, yeah, I'm kind of surprised they don't have it just for covering their themselves, not necessarily yeah. for yeah. your protection, but for their protection. Right. Um, you know, we have tracking on our vehicles, which show what time we were in a specific location, how fast we were going. So they could, you know, they could check with the city, you know, on when that light turned green or when it was green versus where I was at that particular location. Um, so there is that, but yeah, video tends to, uh, um, tends to help, but the, uh, the trooper was fairly convinced that I was telling the truth. 
yeah. <laughs> in the whole thing. Um, so I didn't have that much to worry about. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right. Well, cool. I, uh, you know, I hope nobody else has to go through, you know, that type of stuff. You always, you always wonder and the amount of miles that I drive, you know, it's a, um, yeah, it, 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 it's an inevitable thing. So, but thankfully nobody got hurt. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do this. Um, let's go ahead and move into a focus point. Focus point. And I think we're going to uh, pick up where we kind of were last week um, with the uh camera plus two and slow shutter cam so greg why don't you uh um why don't you expound a little bit on uh what you found with slow shutter cam and camera plus two okay um last week uh mark was on uh mark sadowski the the co-founder of tiny shutter and he is a real proponent of camera plus so camera plus two of course now and he's also a very um heavy user of the slow shutter cam uh loves them both and camera plus two introduced a separate mode for slow shutter photography um just to recap real quick the old version of camera plus in order to do the slow shutter work you had to basically touch the screen with two fingers to kind of initiate manual mode and then you can dial down the ISO and then um, select how long you want your exposure in, in seconds. And it, you know, it would go down to a, a ridiculously low level of ISO of 0.01. That was pretty cool. In camera plus two, they've given in, in the um, slow shutter mode, they have the time in seconds for your exposure, so up to 30 seconds. And then um, it's just a brightness uh, scale. So you pick your exposure time. So, for instance, I was using 15 seconds for some waterfall shots. And then adjust the brightness of the scene with its other dial. And Mark was saying that... He thought slow shutter. Um, he thought that camera plus two did a better job of preventing the highlights from being blown out. So, in a typical waterfall scene, when you're using slow shutter, there's always a part of the scene and of the waterfall that is really, really white and sometimes even blown right out. Generally, yeah. um, you know where the water hits the bottom and starts to spray out, things like that. Um, I found in my testing of these two apps after that show last week, I went to a local waterfall and I found slow shutter did a little better job. Now, the only way to do that with slow shutter is to, um, tap on the screen so that you can focus. And then there's also, um, the exposure indicator so you can slide them around you can pick your point of focus and you can adjust your exposure by moving the exposure icon i move it to the brightest spot on this of the scene that i can find and that's quite often part of the water like mark was talking about so i did that and i found slow shutter did a little better job of preventing the, the, the brightest of the brights from blowing out hmm. um, to the point where on camera plus two, I was using my moment wide angle lens and I've got the filter adapter that goes with it. And I had my, I have my adapter, I had my filters with me. I had to throw on, a, I believe it was a four stop ND filter on the lens just to prevent those whites from blowing out, even with the brightness slider turned all the way down. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, I'm going to test it some more. And this time when I do it, I'm going to actually take notes as to what app it was for what picture, um, what the exposures were. I'm going to try to log as much information as I can so that I can, um, you know, verify that what my, what I remember was correct. 
but I know that the camera plot or the uh, I know that slow shutter did de- seem to do a little better job, which is kind of contrary to what Mark was saying. And and at the time, I agreed with him. I thought I thought I thought slow shutter or I thought camera plus two would do a better job. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of playing with it just a little bit, but I. So I can't be that much of a uh, <laughs> a help, but uh, um, yeah, I I think I'm gonna try doing some traffic and see what it looks like um, with traffic going by and compare compare the two because I know I know you guys like doing you know waterfalls and everything and usually with water you have foam and then you get the the blown out hi- uh, highlights. Um, so yeah. I think I'm going to try, uh, you know, setting it up and uh, taking some images of, of traffic going by to see if if they totally disappear or, or is there going to be uh, streaks or blown out uh, highlights too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we'll keep everybody up to... Uh, up to date on what we find out and hopefully we can come to a conclusion on which one is better, which, uh, yeah, yeah, actually there's, go ahead. Uh, I mean, neither one's terrible, but, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd it'd be nice to see who can come up with the better, uh, slow shutter cam or slow shutter. I even put a post on Instagram, um, you know, on Instagram, you could put up to, I think it's 10 uh, images in a post. So I put two images on that were almost identical. Uh, I think the phone moved a little bit when I, between shots. Um, but I put one on with slow shutter and the other one, the other one was with um, camera plus two. And I asked people in their comments if, if they can tell the difference. And I think there's only a couple of comments, but everybody thought the the, the clear one, then the good one, was camera plus two, whereas it was actually slow shutter. Ah, oh, nice, very cool. So, yeah. All right, um, Dave, you have a uh, an update for us on WWDC. Yeah, and you now if you want, admittedly, there wasn't anything very out in the open about photography or cameras other than maybe the update to the photos app where they'll have, um, you can search for multiple words now, which is a nice thing. And it seems like the search is going to get a little smarter, but nothing that screamed out, you know, iPhone 11 is going to have now three cameras on it. Like you see some rumors or anything that's that out in the open. Uh, but there is the WWDC app out there that you can download. And a lot of the technical sessions are available, obviously, for free. And this is more on the developer side. So it helps if you have a little bit of programming background or just some knowledge because it is really dense and thick. But if you're interested to see what all those developers were doing after they had their, what was that, two and a half hour keynote uh-huh. Um, including the um, State of the Union address they have. That's all available for streaming through the WWDC app. Uh, app. I'm assuming also on Apple's website, but it's a lot easier to get to once you have the app and you can view it that way. So, and one thing I, just trying to get any highlights I could or anything that was kind of dealing with photography, I noticed one part, the one um, person from Apple was talking about depth effects in in video. Interesting. So I don't know if they're maybe going to expand out portrait mode for video. Because they were saying how the depth um, information is held in this part and the, you know, the rest of the photos held over here. I mean, I can see where that would be exceptionally harder to do, you know, doing a depth effect in video versus just a single shot. Um, Of course, they said, you know, depth effect will get better and it'll be able to control the, you know, the issues of someone, let's say, with dark hair and the dark background and their hair all of a sudden becomes a background in in the depth shots. (laughs) Uh, 
But that would the be fun. They, but they mentioned about, you know, giving more information for developers about depth, which is, you know, they're saying how they're going to open everything up. Um, I think, you know, I, I, the currently, like you said, with how I with Greg used for uh, the portrait mode, but apparently the improved one will also be immediately available for developers to put in their own app and they'll be able to write just to the right to the API directly without having to write their own little custom bits to actually get depth effect on their own. I did see a Twitter post referring to this very thing. Uh, I think it was either yesterday or today. Um, I wish I could remember who posted it, but the guy put some screenshots on of the depth information in iOS 11 and compared it to the depth information on iOS 12. So you know how you get the, uh, it looks like a ghost, you know, and as the depth of the image changes, the color or the shade of the of the gray changes. Well, he showed an image of, it was a person obviously with, you know, you can see the hairline and whatnot, but in the newer version, it really did an excellent job of, of um, separating the hair, like uh, keeping it with the person as opposed to blending it in with the background as it sometimes does now. So hmm. there is going to be some very, very vast improvements in, in the depth information coming up in, in iOS 12. Yeah, and like, and like I said, it, 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 there, even though, like I said, there was nothing, obviously no hardware this year. And, you know, I think the big eye candy, if you will, are make your own memojis, which... Some people run off with and some people do and forget about it in 10 seconds. Um, There's a lot underneath the hood here, including they basically they're basically saying if you run if you can run iOS 11, you can run iOS 12 and it will be quicker. Now, I'm I'm just trying to grab my my wrap my brain around this. So they're talking about doing depth of field for video. Mm-hmm. Um, At least I, that was my understanding, trying to understand the, um, the talk from the, um, during the one session. Yeah. So normally what would be done with an aperture and a uh, focus is now going to be basically a, um, a program uh, mm-hmm. that, Okay. Because the way depth information works in the iPhone with the two cameras, to the best of my understanding, is it it reads the the light coming in, but it also reads the angle of light. Yeah. So So basically that's how it's able to that's how it's able to separate the different um, you know, the different depths in the in the file or in the image. Yeah, I'm just. So I mean, if they can do it for stills, why can't? Yeah. It, and the, the, you can get a live preview in your sure. on the iPhone, right? You could see yeah. what it's going to look like before you take it. So why couldn't they just incorporate that in the video? Yeah, I, I I guess my my whole thing is that you know I think that there's going to be. I don't think this would be used for like major productions. As, oh no, no! Right, this is more gimmicky until you know something comes along that just totally revolutionizes it. I I don't know. It just uh, to me, I'm I'm thinking about it. Going, there are so many different variables in the image that it's going to have to keep track of, and especially with video because video is a constant, um, con- constant movement and constant adjustments. Um, huh. I don't know. I could see, I could see it being an iPhone eight and 10 and 11 feature only just because of the, um, computational power needed. Right. Yeah. Because I mean the, the um, the chips in the latest cameras or um, in the latest phones are, they, they are completely overkill for what you need to do. Well, the, the you know the the eight eight plus and ten all have six core processors. Yeah, and there's certain segments of each core that are dedicated for certain functions. Uh, I mean, these things are just unreal 
when you get right down to the you know the meat and potatoes of what they can do it's it's crazy i mean five years ago i never would have dreamt of, of this kind of powering a phone right huh very cool well um i guess uh i guess i'm gonna have to download that app and take a look at it because i right now my brain is like going it doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. just imagine if they can combine portrait mode video with with slow um slow motion video yeah they watch video for everybody yeah (laughs) 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 oh yeah oh so many things you could say yeah. about that. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, thanks, uh, Dave, on that. That is, uh, I, th- I think we'll we'll have to revisit that, especially if things start happening. All right. Uh, did you want to uh, mention that tip, Greg, or do you want to? Yeah, you know, I'll I'll just run through it real quick. It's all I, right. I, hold on one I, second. Hold on. That- hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me do this. Okay. It's that simple to put the app right on the phone. All right, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's not necessarily an app per se, but it's part of the Photos app, and and it's iCloud photo sharing. Uh, I just don't think it's widely used. Um, Now, today, I, I mentioned earlier that my cousin Michelle and I, we went out and took some pictures at this old abandoned house and we've thrown a couple of pictures back and forth through this this um this part of of the photos app so at the bottom of the photos app there is um basically like they're they're like tabs so you have photos memories shared which you know has the icon of the shape of a cloud and then albums so if you tap on the shared icon um okay so you might want to make sure you have data or just be on Wi-Fi to do this. And um, uh, if you have just the regular five gigabytes of, of iCloud storage, this might not be something you'd want to use too much. But if you have more, like I, I pay for the uh, 200 gigabytes of storage, and it's only a few dollars a month, uh, but the price of a Starbucks coffee, probably not even that. But anyway, um, so you can create a uh, like a shared... Um, what would they call it here? Like an album, a shared album. Uh, I have one called Greg's iPhoneography. And I have, you know, say, um, looks like about nine people or so that can that are, that are subscribed to it. So whenever I put something in there, these people are going to get a, a little notification on their photos icon. And they can go and see see the image that I shared. And you know they can. Uh, there's a little button that says like, so you you can like on it, comment on it, and whatnot. Um, I don't know everything about this feature. In that, I don't know that if like can can they save it to their device? Probably. Um, so when you do this, you you want to do this with people that you trust. You don't want to just have anybody come along and and have access to these shared albums where they can just take your pictures and and run with them. So generally, I think the the idea is family, close friends, um, you know, because you don't want people ripping off your your stuff. But I think it's a really cool feature. Uh, It's a a nice, quick way to share photos with people. Um, Dave mentioned AirDrop earlier. That's, That's awesome if you're within say 30 feet of each other but when you're when you're not then this is another good way to to share images and um uh it'll use up a little bit of space on your iCloud drive or whatever uh probably use up some space on your phone maybe i'm not sure but uh but it's a real handy little feature and i don't use it enough Uh, i think i would like to use it a little more and um, and I will say that if anybody that's that's um, in the tiny shutter community that is you know that knows me or that I know well, I'll be glad to let you in to my um, my shared album. Uh, and if you're 
lucky enough to be accepted, you can see what I've been doing. So Very cool. It, it's pretty cool. Warren in the chat said um, that he said he can save it. Now, that's the image off of somebody else's uh, iCloud, I think. Yes, because then, I have him in my in my shared it. Like he's a, a subscriber to my images. So oh, very cool. He said he he yeah. can upload uh, full res too. At least he thinks so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. Very cool. Nice. Yeah i I have done the um. I have done the iCloud share before. I don't use it that often. Um, mainly because it's, I don't want a bunch of images just kind of flowing into my, um, I can, well, okay. So my photos app, you know, before I got this particular model, I only had the, the 16 gig. And so I capped it off as like, no, I can't, I can't be receiving a lot of images before, because before I know it, it would just you know, fill up my phone, but, uh, but, um, I could do it now. I just, I usually get all my, um, images shared through text messages. So the family would send a text message of a photo and I go on there and just download it and save it to my uh, camera roll. I think that's probably the sharing method of choice. Right, is, is especially with iMessage when you have, you know, when you have iPhones, both parties have iPhones. Um, iMessage is definitely the way to go. But the nice thing about the shared album too is, that, is it they the photos that you receive um, or that other people post they on, they only stay in the shared album unless you save them to your your camera roll. Yeah. Uh, other than that, they don't even show up in your camera roll. So. Yep. Well, cool. All right. Um, anything else that you guys wanted to bring up before we move to our post pick of the week? No, I don't think so. No, okay. not, well, I want to let you know, um, Greg, I did put in on, you can double check this. Uh, you mentioning about on Twitter about some iOS 12 examples of the improved depth mode. Um, right. I did find some examples and I'm sure, uh, for the show notes, of some from tweets of people putting out showing the basically here's the raw data mask. Here's whatever magic Apple's using with machine learning and everything else. And here's the final mask that you can see. And you can tell it's, it's a major difference. You know, you can see the final mask. You can actually see details in hair. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like they, even without improving the hardware per se, when they say, "Well, depth effect was in beta," we're like, "Oh yeah, you're calling it beta." Just to, well, no, apparently it definitely was in beta, and they needed to improve on it a little bit beyond the uh, first attempt. And it's going to be, hopefully, you know, when September, when the um, iOS 12 comes out, we'll be able to say, "Wow, they they did a major difference." Yeah. And it, and from also when I'm seeing people now, these are developers who, and please, if you're an average or even a power user, don't don't install the beta on your everyday right. phone. Please, please. Oh don't. no. But people are saying it's almost as solid as the as iOS 11 is right now. Wow. So when Apple was also saying, you know, we're going to focus on getting this solid and getting the bugs out, they hopefully did what they were supposed to do. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I want to say I have a software update. Yeah. 11, 11.4 I still have to update. So, very cool. All right. Let's go ahead and move into our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. All right, our current weekly photo challenge is waterfalls. And uh, water does fall. So um, hopefully you can find <laughs> one and uh, <laughs> um, and uh, keep uh, keep on uh, adding it to our Facebook uh, uh, post. So 
But this week, we are going to the well, and it is time to pick from our Instagram, hashtag TinyShutter. And it is my turn, and I picked an image by... It's uh, her username is Kim Captures, Kim's Captures, K I M S K A P T U R E S, and it's uh, it's uh, Kim Tre- is it Trefser? Tre- I I'm not, I keep saying Trefker, but um, I'm hoping one day she'll <laughs> clarify that. <laughs> but yeah, she's yeah. really good. Um, yeah, she uh, she has an image. I say Trefser, yeah, something like that. Kim Trefser. Uh, she has an image of a green leaf with uh, water droplets all over it and a snail, like he's like about to gobble up all the water. And um, it's, a, it's a beautiful image. I, I love the color, uh, the contrast of the beads and the snail on the leaf and the depth of field that is produced um, with uh, uh, within this image. And uh, I want to say, I don't know if it was done with, um, I'm looking through, I don't think, I don't know if it was done with a um, portrait mode or anything like that, but I think this is just natural um, macro. And and the uh, and the depth of field that is allowed that the that that can be done with the iPhone, um, I think this is natural. I don't think it was done electronically. I could be wrong, but uh, that's just what I gather. So, what are your thoughts, uh, Greg? Yeah, I really like her editing style. Uh, I think this is the third time she's won post pick of the week. I can remember two for sure, but I think there's another one. And she's using the iPhone 10, so yeah, it's hard to say if she used depth mode in this or not. I, I'm I'm looking at the image and I'm thinking not. Um, uh, she is a fan of Snapseed, so I'm gonna say she probably used Snapseed on this because one of the hashtags is everything edited, <laughs> which is you know it's pretty interesting hashtag. And, uh, yeah, I love green. I love green in an image. So, you know, I love trees and leaves and whatnot. So this really, uh, this, and with the water droplets, it's, it's crazy clear how she got them. Um, yeah. And then, then throw the snail into the mix. And I mean, this could have been an awesome picture without that, but I mean, that just adds to it. So yeah. 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 Great job, Kim. This is, this is fantastic. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, and I'm agreeing with the snails. What puts it over the top? Um, not only the extra, you know, focusing point on it, but the color where you have that additional, not just green and um, the dewdrops, the rain or dewdrops there, but the snail just makes it pop. And the the fact that the snail looks like it's just getting in line, like a Pac Man going down trying to <laughs> eat the uh, water droplets. It, yeah. it, it, it this is just an amazing shot and yeah like you said I, I especially like greg said with the uh, everything edited i can see getting the depth effect by you know dealing a little bit with the background being darker maybe but it uh, this is just mind-blowing shot right here very cool Yep, I agree. All right. Well, congratulations, Kim. You are our post pick of the week winner. If you would like to be uh, selected as post pick of the week, go on to our Facebook group and look for our weekly photo challenge that's pinned to the top of our uh, our group page. Or you can uh, 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 basically submit your image by using the hashtag #TinyShutter. Um, in the comments section of your Instagram. And uh, we go through there when we don't select from our weekly photo challenge and find some gems just like this to be featured as post pick of the week. All right, gentlemen, I think we're at that point. Um, Is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up before we end the show? No, I don't think so. 
I think we're good to go over here. All right. Well, let me play this. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. All right. Uh, Matt wasn't able to be on the show um, today because uh, he's traveling. Um, He did come over to my house on Monday and uh, he was... He he was traveling for for work and ended up in my er, my neck of the woods and so uh, we went out to dinner and uh, he came over to my place and so we had a good time so he said he was traveling back Wednesday but apparently something happened with his flight and had to travel today so he will be back on this next week and uh, we look forward to that but uh, Greg why don't you tell everybody where where they can find you. Okay, you can find me on Instagram, and my username is MacmillanPhoto. On Twitter, Macmillan underscore photo. And on Vero and the Artful Eye Photography community, just with my name, Greg McMillan. And on Dayflash at Macmillan. Very cool. Dave, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod. And on the Facebook group and the Artful iPhone Photography group as Dave Podner. Awesome. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, to our YouTube channel, our Facebook group, all by going to tinyshutter.com. All right. So um, I want to say we're done. So why don't you guys say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. Night, everyone, and happy birthday, hon. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. This is a great shot, Mav. I should be a photographer. <laughs>